Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing today? I'm good. I finally caught up with the Abroad in Japan output from the last uh, few uh, weeks. I've, I've just not been in front of a computer. I've not been... Because I, I prefer to um, experience your YouTubery uh, on a big screen. I can't <laughs> be asked a small screen, actually, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, I've not sat down with a, with a, with a hearty uh, lunch and uh, and watch your stuff. So, uh, yeah, you and Pete uh, tottering around uh, the freezing East Island heads of, of North Japan. I mean, Peter is mm. a goddamn charisma bomb. I've met the guy. I, I, I thought he was very yeah, nice, yeah, but, me, yeah. but I hadn't seen him in front of a camera. My God, that guy switches it on. <laughs> Fuck me. It's, it's like, amazing. It's like if Pete Donaldson had an American accent and took speed. That is Pete <laughs> from... That's the other Pete. Uh, I can see keeps why saying, he does NHK. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like perfect, isn't he? The sort of quintessential, upbeat American. I love yeah. that on Japanese TV. But people keep asking, <laughs> are all my friends called Pete? No, they're not, just two. Mm. But they're both eccentric nutters. They were great on, in front of a camera. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did great. He, he's, we, we did that and it was a lot of fun. And we trying, we're trying to like boost his Twitch at the moment. We're talking about, for those of you who haven't right. seen it, Pete and I went to Hokkaido, to the most northern point in Japan. It was a three-day expedition that ended for the most part, in success, and uh, it was a lot of fun. But he's started a, a Twitch channel. He's he's a teacher in a prestigious school mm. in Tokyo. I don't think he likes the job that much, or he mm. wants to quit eventually, and so he's doing Twitch. And he the whole idea was to try and shout him out on that trip and uh, and boost that. And he's off to a good start. Yeah. A lot of people have been been tuning in, so yeah. go and check him out. It's good. Very lad. very charismatic young man. But uh, yeah, check out the videos. But uh, yeah, I also did a live show as well um, the other night on the second channel, Chris Abroad, just showcasing these little toys, these retro Japanese toys, the record player, the cassette mm. player um, from the 1980s. Pretty cracking. Mm. So Pete's got like Pete Donaldson kind of... stamped all over it. <laughs> they literally. are beautiful little be things and it, it's a sort of short run little um bits of chunks of plastic kind of evoking <laughs> memories of yesteryear <laughs> that uh, i think everyone can get behind lovely <laughs> we've got a story this week from a chap called gabby it's a girl it's a girl called gabby and there's a it's photo it's a girl <laughs> and it involves a drunken person 
at a restaurant, which is how most of our stories begin. Hey, confident Chris and perilous Pete. In the last podcast episode, you asked for stories about meeting celebrities in Japan. And whilst this man isn't a celebrity, like Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. Remember the Tom Hanks story? Yes. They, some, one of our listeners went into like a, a restaurant that sold some chicken. And the woman lured them in by saying the magical words... Tom Hanks came here for lunch once. <laughs> and that's like all over the world with just photos of Tom Hanks. Uh, anyway, Gabby continues. My boyfriend and I were visiting a yakitori skewered meat bar in Hiroshima. This was our second time visiting as the owner was a pretty quality, indivi- quality individual. Uh, we placed our orders and I noticed this man staring at me from the bar. He called me over. Uh, sorry, he called over the chef and asked, what are we drinking? Beer and orange juice, the chef replies. Not combined, I hope. That sounds like a Pete Donaldson cocktail. The chef (laughs) replied, uh, beer and orange juice. All of a sudden, he orders something and out comes the largest bottle of alcohol that I've ever seen, uh, along with enough glasses for the whole bar. He dishes out rounds of a honey-coloured alcohol to the patrons of the bar uh, and then grabs an additional two glasses with ice in, as well as the comically large bottle of alcohol and drags himself over to our table and takes a seat. My boyfriend and I looked at each other like, oh, what's going on here? The man, and this is, to be fair, this is a frightening situation in Japan. Right? This isn't something that Japanese people normally do, unless they're in the Yakuza or they're thoroughly drunk. Um, the man wordlessly pours, the man wordlessly pours us a glass, each of the mystery alcohol, and slowly points to himself and points to a picture on the wall. Japanese cyclist, he says to us. Confused, we try and talk to this this chap in broken Japanese and English. Eventually, through through him showing us many videos on his phone and our broken communication, we learn that he's part of a Japanese Olympic cycling team who had just won their qualifying race in Kyoto. Wow. wow. It's not exactly Tom Hanks, but that's pretty cool. Uh, more comfortable <laughs> now. I take a sip of the drink he gave us, and it turns out it's Umeshu, plum wine. Wonderful. He asks us where we're from, and we tell him Australia. He starts lifting off, listing off things in the usual fashion. Ho, 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 kangaroo. Yes, mate. Big, big fire. Oh, God. Yes, mate. It was during the bushfires in January 2022. Uh, January right. 2020. Eventually, his glass is empty, and he goes to refill it and sees that our glasses on our table are now empty. He looks really confused for a moment, comes back to our table, and wordlessly pours us both more uh, plum wine. Oh, God, we think to ourselves. Now we're sociable, socially obligated to stay and drink, but my partner's persistent. He downs the glass of Imeshu in an effort to show we're ready to leave. The man gasps, downs his downs his Imeshu in turn, and pours us both new glasses. Um, me being a bit more informed on drinking culture, uh, I leave my glass a little bit quarter full so as not to be refilled. That's a really interesting point, actually. If, you're, uh, if you empty your plate or empty your glass in Japan, you're basically asking for it to be refilled. If you don't want any right. more alcohol from some generous benefactor or a chef or whatever, uh, don't eat everything. Leave a little bit of food in the plate or the, uh, right. in the glass. Um, eventually, the, man, the, the cyclist leaves to go to the bathroom. And I stand up and say, okay, we should probably leave quickly uh, before we're force-fed more alcohol. The waiter, who hadn't spoken any English until now, said, yes, you should escape. You should escape right now. <laughs> I make a break for the door, and my partner stops, looks at his full drink, 
and then looks at the rest of the cycling team, who had been quietly chuckling at their teammate uh, the whole time. He stares them dead in the eye and shotguns the entire glass in about a second. They all nod <laughs> approvingly at him and wave us goodbye. We got home to stuff ourselves <laughs> with cheesecake and pass out on our Airbnb. I hope one day I can visit the bar again once everything opens back up and attached is a photo. Keep up the good work, guys. Gabby. And there's a photo of Gabby and her husband and a very <laughs> drunk-looking man, Japanese man with a hat. He's licking his finger with his eyes can closed. You, can you imagine how... I, 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 whenever you see cyclists, like their legs are disgusting. <laughs> like absolutely <laughs> gigantic. I, I just always assume that, that, that cyclists are really clean living. The ones that aren't on the, the cocktail of, uh, of speed and, and, and fetamines <laughs> that they inject into their leg, the old pot, pot bells. But um, yeah, I, I always sort of see them as being quite clean living. And I think Umeshu wouldn't really be on their, uh, on their radar. But, you know, clear, yeah, clearly know. the Japanese do it differently. Enjoyable. I think, nice yeah, Meshu, whenever I order it, my friends like Natsuki or Yuki, they always bully me. They're like, oh, not a man's drink. And I'm like, fuck off. I like a Meshu. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I'm drinking delicious. my plum wine. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> I think if it was in a really big bottle, it probably had the plums in it. Like, if right. you want to be, if you want to drink a Meshu and be more manly, more masculine, so you don't get bullied mm. by your friends, get one of them that has like the plums in the bottle where they've mm. clearly just put the plums in, then, you know, poured in the shochu, the sake to, just leave it over time. That looks a bit cooler. What's I, the, I love um, it. it. Is it is it one of those kind of wines where you have to drink it all in one go? You know, like if you you, you keep mm. a bottle of wine, you can't really keep it. I'm always sort of because there's a bottle of like plum wine I got from China uh, that I brought back, and it's in the fridge. It's Stakhanov Towers, and it's uh, and it, <laughs> obviously it's not going to be good, but it's in a nice kind of uh, decorative bottle. So people have kept it around, but there's no reason why anybody should be drinking that. I'll be rancid. Oh, uh, is it like a liqueur? Is it like a a, a liquor? Or is it like a wine? I don't really know. It's more like a liqueur, I'd say. Mm, Personally, I yeah. wouldn't want to drink it if it's been open too long. But <laughs> it's more like, because it's kind of like marinated in this, it's almost like vodka, right? The spirit they put mm. in with the plum wine. Uh, with yeah. the plum, sorry. it's It kind of holds for a bit longer. So, yeah, I wouldn't right, treat it like okay. wine. But I still mm. drink it and dispose cool. of it fittingly in your mouth. <laughs> um, I love that though. Sportsmen, like people in sports over here just get absolutely trashed. I have a good friend who's like a karate national champion and he just gets absolutely wasted and tears up the bar and it's kind mm. of awkward. So I don't know why <laughs> folks in sport here, they, they go a little bit too far. Do they do that in the UK? Do sports folk do that in the UK? Football? Yeah, they do. Um, they? they do if they're, yeah, they do if they're not uh, footballers or rugby players. Well, rugby, of course, rugby players get absolutely trolley. Yeah, um, yeah I, I guess they all do because, you know, you're... I think it's hard to replace that kind of adrenaline and adulation mm. and adulation that you get when you're in the uh, when you're in the arena of where you work. It's, it's it's hard to replace. That's why so many footballers turn to drink. That's why so many musicians, actors, stars kind of turn to drink because they don't get that the same sort of reaction, same sort mm. of vibe. Absolutely, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'd, yeah. Wouldn't, yeah, YouTubers, as somebody, yeah, somebody who hasn't done sports in about twenty years, I I wouldn't know actually. I wouldn't know the adrenaline rush. Yeah. Although I am trying to, go. I'm I am going to climb Mount Fuji this year. Mark my words, mm. Pete. I'm going to climb Mount <laughs> you Fuji. You keep again. looking at it. You keep bloody <laughs> looking at it. <laughs> keep looking at it. I mean, they say uh, a what is a proverb, isn't there? A wise man climbs Mount Fuji once. A fool climbs it twice. I will mm. be a fool. But I will climb Mount Fiji. <laughs> you watch me. We've got a story okay. this week that 
reads like an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, which is Pete's favourite show. And uh, <laughs> it's a story involving a man who woke up one morning in the early hours of the morning to find a stranger in his kitchen eating some pasta. Uh, mm. It's And then he died. And that is the story. But it goes a bit more than that. The story begins... A mystery of the most unusual kinds occurred in Sakai City in Osaka Prefecture in the late evening of 5th of May. At 11pm, a 60-year-old man got out of bed and went to the kitchen for a glass of water. As he entered the room, he was shocked to find a man he had never met sitting at the table eating a frozen pasta dinner. The stranger looked to be in his 30s and was wearing a T-shirt he had found in the house. When the 60-year-old man confronted him, the stranger simply said, I came in the front door. He suddenly became erratic and violent and tried to flee. The resident's younger brother, who lived next door, heard the commotion and came in and helped to restrain the intruder. Meanwhile, the resident's father, who lived in the same house, called the, the resident's father. This guy's 60 already. God, how many people live in this house? <laughs> he, called, he called the police. Um, the officers came to the scene and arrested the stranger, but when they arrived, he lost consciousness. He was then taken to hospital where he died an hour later. Adding to the confusion, the story above um, was according to a YTV report, but ABC News also reported on the incident with considerably different details. According to them, the intruder was in the process of heating up the pasta when he was discovered and was already not breathing by the time the police arrived. However, ABC cited no sources, unlike YTV. Bit of a mystery there. Um, It might take Mm. some time before a clear picture of what happened that night is understood. It's also quite possible that no one except the intruder knew how he ended up in that kitchen, and the full truth may have died with him. That's that is such a bizarre story. That I don't is know what really to make chilling, it, really. isn't it? Yeah. What do you think happened? I, I mean, mental illness, drugs. I don't know. Just, a, just some kind of uh, mania. But I, it doesn't explain why he suddenly popped his clogs. Unfortunately, very, very sad, very weird. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to know what to make from it. I wonder what his what his vibe was. Why he wanted the frozen pasta. Who has frozen pasta in their in their blooming freezer? That's what I want to know. It's a lot of effort for a lasagna, isn't it? I, it is, yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I don't know what he could have been on drugs. I doubt he was very drunk. He must have taken something. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean the the horror of just coming down and finding a man in your house eating your pasta. Don't know how I'd feel about that. <laughs> but of course, we've only got the testimony of the guys in the house to go on, right? They could mm. be lying. I don't they, know. Let's not get let's not get into defamation weird. territory. They but. might have done been doing something weird. The little little club, drugs and pasta club. Oh <laughs> drugs dear, and pasta. Yeah. It's always. I swear to God, it's always Osaka. It's always Osaka where these kind of stories come out, isn't it? Yeah. The eccentric it's city. Wild. It is wild. And, well, I mean, there's no tourists. There's no tourists in Osaka, so you got to make your own fun. You got to make your own crazy stories, <laughs> I suppose. I think. I mean, one thing about this is the guy probably didn't break in in some respects, like physically break mm. in through a door. Or, because most people in Japan actually, to my knowledge, my experience, a lot of people don't lock their doors here. You can just walk into someone's house, which mm. has always seemed quite frightening to me. Like a lot of my friends, uh, when I was a teacher, a lot of my friends who lived in the same apartment block just left their door open. You could go mm. in and steal their computer and their money mm. And the Umeshu plum wine. You could take it all. It was all for the taking. Mm. Uh, I didn't steal anything. I'd like to, like to point that, that out as well. Yeah. yeah, it's made that clear. The cat Defamation of Hokkaido. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. people don't lock their doors as much. So 
That's my warning to you. Lock your doors. Well, not, not as much crime, is in. there? Who's, who, what are they going to take? Your pasta? Oh, got it. Buy some well, more. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he, he didn't want money. He didn't want anything. He just wanted the pasta and the T-shirt. He wanted faffily. But I'll, uh, well, keep an eye out for what happened on that story. See mm. if there's any follow-up to that. It's a real yeah. unsolved mystery. That is an unsolved mystery, isn't it? That, that would be on the, is, until the, be police, the series. Unless the police... Uh, no, no, it, it would be in the series only if uh, it was an unsolved mystery. The police had investigated. It was very obvious what happened. Uh, and then uh, it, they say, it's an unsolved mystery. It's not, though, is it? I mean, they found the perpetrator. They know what happened. Uh, and that's the unsolved mystery. <laughs> Terrible series. Terrible. <laughs> you hate it so much. Terrible. I enjoy that. I enjoy hearing you <laughs> pour out hate on unsolved mysteries. We've got another story here. Um it's a bit more upbeat. You might be aware of Upper Hotels. They're the cheapest kind of hotel chain in Japan. The rooms are really mm. kind of stylish. The beds are nice. The bathroom's good. Only downside is they're very, very small. And, of course, you've mm. stayed in Upper Hotel a few times. Pete, you can attest to that. What are your thoughts Solid. on Upper Hotels? Don't like the racist book in the room, but it's a <laughs> small price to pay for for, uh, for for some excellent facilities. There is Trans- a racist on every book. floor. Pornography on the telly. Lovely. <laughs> That's the sales pitch for Upper Hotels. They've done something rather (laughs) drastic recently, though. Um, There's a new plan they've announced, right? Uh, And basically for 99,000 yen, which is about $990, you Mm. can stay in Upper Hotels for 30 consecutive nights, which works out for about 3,300 yen a night, or $33. But here's the cool thing. You can stay... In any hotel, in upper, any one of their hotels, right, in the entire chain, you can stay in there. So for 30 days right. straight, you could be like, oh, I'm going to stay in Shibuya tonight. Next night, I'm going to stay in Shinjuku. Next night, Roppongi. The good thing about upper hotels is they're everywhere, and they're actually in some really good locations. I hate them, personally. Not because of the racist book, which is pretty racist and terrible, <laughs> but just because their, their walls are really thin. You can hear like everything the person in the next room is doing. You can hear right. it to, to a worrying Everything. degree. Everything. <laughs> it's quite, quite unpleasant. Um, but that is an undeniably incredible offer. And if you're willing to sleep through unsavory noises and willing to <laughs> put up with the racist book and willing to bear the very small space you've got to contend with, I think that's an incredible offer. And I'd be willing to take it up. I would be willing to do that, actually. That'd be a really cool video. 30 Nights on the mm. Road with Upper Hotels. With Upper Give them the advertising. Give them the advertising they don't need or deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen the? Whenever you stay at Upper Hotel, they always try and because the prices are so cheap, they try and shove other things at you to try and buy other crap that you don't need, uh, like ancillary revenue. And one Mm. of the things they do is Upper Hotel Shacho Curry. And it's like Mm. a little packet of curry with the, the 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 president of the company is this guy and his wife is like the face of the company. She's like the CEO. Yeah. And she she's like an eccentric hats. hat. Yes, the hats. <laughs> and so they got this presidential curry and it's just hair on every box. There's like really crappy looking boxes at every like desk counter in every half <laughs> a hotel and her face on it with his hat. And uh, I'm told that it's delicious. But Natsuki, yeah. Natsuki finds it hilarious. We so always take the piss out of it. Because he maintains <laughs> that it's completely unedible. But the, bo- the boxes it. look like the boxes look like um, kind of like it's from the short era. Like the, the, the graphic design is terrible. <laughs> yeah. The upper the upper hotels look quite cool, but everything with her face on looks a bit shit. 
<laughs> I mean, the lobby, the lobbies are kind of, they fit, you feel like you're going somewhere good. You get into the mm, lobby, and yeah. there's like gold plated. They've got automated, they've got automated kind of uh, card return um, kiosks and stuff. Mm. It, it feels very luxurious. And then mm. you get to your floor and then you see how close <laughs> the hotel room doors are next to each other. And there's like no space between the doors and you know what Very you're in for. Very underwhelming. And if you come to an upper hotel with more than one bag, you're absolutely stuffed. I remember one time I had to sleep with one of my suitcases like on the bed itself. Mm. It was like having an animal very, very sleep in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> so bear that in mind. But other than that, they're well placed. Mm. Uh, and... The racist book for those of the for those of our listeners that don't know Pete, what is the racist book? Uh, boss of the company, big racist, tries to get <laughs> you into racism by leaving a racist book in English in your uh, in your room. Um, yeah, it's called it's the not, Real History of Japan, and the Real uh, History of Japan. It's written, it's translated into immaculate English though, and uh, they've mm. got like a, a few paragraphs and what really happened at Pearl Harbor. How was the Americans that started it? <laughs> it's, it's quite interesting. It's a good read. It's a good laugh. Um, mm. Because of that book, the Chinese Olympic team, I think they banned some of their some of the people from staying there in Hokkaido. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't know if the book's still there, though. It's a good read. You've got to check it out. We'll be back with the sax machine <laughs> in just a moment after this break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash Japan. And we're back in the fax machine. What have we got this week, Mr. Donaldson? 
We've got uh, a message from your friend and mine, Toby from Milton Keynes. Dear Chris Sensei and Peter Sammer, uh, whilst reminiscing on Twitter about my time as a ring announcer for a local wrestling promotion here in the UK, a Japanese follower of mine uh, drew my attention to something that was so outrageously brilliant I just had to share with you guys. It seems that an enterprising wrestler in Japan has created a uh, food delivery service where, for the princely sum of uh, 100,000 yen, not only will uh, dinner be brought to your door, but it will be delivered by wrestlers who will then proceed to <laughs> to brawl within the <laughs> confines of your home. It seems there is there are various <laughs> optional extras, including tag matches and even having a ring announcer to provide running commentary. Here's a link for the news article that was shared with me. I'd uh, particularly uh, be keen to know what kind of match Pete would request and what food Chris would order to accompany it. Hope all is well with you and yours, Toby, from Milton Keynes. Yeah, just apparently a, a wrestler will rock up at your house and just kick seven bells out of your property. <laughs> That's amazing. That is like it's the really ultimate good. party experience, isn't it? Like you hear this a few times, like you can <laughs> hire a chef to come round and prepare sushi, but like to have a wrestling a wrestling match in the comfort of your own home for for a thousand dollars that's pretty good value. Yeah, big fan of that. Yeah, you know, dinner on a show and it's in your house. <laughs> it's two big brawling wrestlers kicking shit out of each other in your house. I think when you when you do come to Japan we should do it and you can film it for your Wrestle Me podcast where you talk yeah, about wrestling. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> this, um, well, I mean, you know, Japanese uh, shows are very varied. You know, you can go mm. from, um, you know, your light tubes and your piranhas uh, to um, one of the more famous ones is like fighting in a big bathhouse. So they've they've, they've got um, they've got kind of a pedigree for for wrestling outside of the ring. But uh, yeah, big fun of this. Epic. Thank you, Toby. And you know, it's going to be a good <laughs> performance. Like Japanese wrestling is really well done. Like the dedication. To the mm. to the course, incredible stuff. Have you ever watched right. one up front in person? Yeah, yeah. I think I said for uh, best of the Super Juniors at Corican Hall, um, like about four or five uh, times I visited Japan ago. It was really good, really, really uh, good. Again, though, jet lag man starts to kick wow. in. You're absolutely exhausted. You're like, oh, I'm really tired. But it was a really enjoyable show anyway. I'd love to go. I, we'll do that next time you come over. Top of the list. We'll go and watch a wrestling match. Let's some wrestling. Wrestling. Pro We've got one here from Kyle. So, hey there, Chris and Pete. My name's Kyle. I'm from upstate New York, USA. I've been listening to the podcast for over a year and a half now. Thank you, guys. My question is rather personal. Whoa. Just a little background. I discovered my passion for the Japanese language in my last semester at university. Studying the Japanese language resonated with me like nothing else in my life so far, where I both enjoyed it and felt I was good at it. Though, alas, with this crazy pandemic and getting sucked into American work culture, my studying has suffered. Not only that, but I live in a part of the US with little to no Japanese speakers to casually practice with. From this, I've been feeling lost and i'm not sure what i'm doing i'm going 20 i'm going on 24 years old this year and hope my life starts to pick up again soon with that my question is what well, i feel really old now 24 i remember when i was 24 <laughs> it's that it sounds like life's ended at 24 it's just i know gone, jesus i mean let, let's make it very clear there are only 24 year olds listening life is a free hit until you're 30 do not stress that out at all. Do not fucking worry about anything when you're 24. Good gravy. Absolutely. <laughs> Carl's question is, what advice can you give someone who feels lost trying to find themselves and their passions? Have you yourselves ever felt lost? And expanding on that, what is something you wish you could go back and tell your younger self? Thanks for reading the email, guys. Uh, as of now, I've started studying Japanese again from scratch. I hope to go backpack soon, as soon as the borders open up. Uh, much love and best of luck in your endeavours, Kyle. Oh, thoughts? 
I, I, <laughs> oh, thoughts, Pete. Thoughts? I mean, Come on, Uncle put Pete. any pressure on yourself. No Uncle one Pete. is doing Uncle Pete with a mustache and one tail. <laughs> no one's doing anything. Everyone's pretending they're doing stuff under lockdown. Everything's pretended. Everyone's, everyone's pretended that they are achieving things under lockdown. I, I feel the exact same way. I would have liked to have kind of sat down and learnt a bit more, but you know, it's, it's, it's hard to have any kind of personal kind of, uh, uh, kind of, kind of like pep in, in that particular area because you've got nothing to aim for. You know, what's mm. the point of me learning Japanese? I don't know when I'll be allowed in again. There's no point in me learning it. So, don't worry about it. It's fine. Everything's fine. Like you're 24. Don't worry about it. I hate to sound like an old man, but everything's a free hit until you're 30 and you don't need to pile more pressure on yourself Mm. uh, because you're reading things from other people, you know, saying they're achieving stuff, they're doing stuff. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 now and I can't drive. So you're 40. I thought I keep thinking you're 39. You're 40. I am. Well, I was 40 last week, wasn't I? Do you are old. Terrible, eh? Look, and people who are 24 probably look (laughs) at that and sort of go, the bile rising to their stomach. They're disgusted (laughs) at the idea of someone being 40. It's so bloody old, but it comes around fast. But don't put any undue pressure on yourself. It doesn't matter. Everything's fine. (laughs) It comes around fast, but don't put pressure on yourself. That's that's, that's the paradox. Don't put any pressure on yourself. There's no no point in having that anxiety that you're not not going as quickly as you'd like just take it slow and if it's if you're not feeling it don't fucking do it don't worry about it but don't pile and don't make more work for yourself there's no mm. need and, and that's the advice that i don't take myself <laughs> I let's make that you, very clear i want a really anticlimactic self-help book written by pete donaldson <laughs> every page contradicts the last yeah. page uh, just yeah. a ra- <laughs> <laughs> rambling old man just sort of me going yeah no. shit. give up yeah do nothing exactly yeah I b24 i'd say look my advice to carl it sounds like you lost your dream for a bit and you don't know what you're doing just keep it right i used to uh, when i was a student i used to have my like dream written on the wall on a big piece of a3 paper and i had it sickening. there the whole time and it sickening was, it was sickening career-minded fool it worked i was like I'm going to get a 2-1 in my degree. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do that. And, you know, I think it's easy in everyday life to forget your goal or your dream or whatever. And mm. so I do just keep right on the wall if you have to. Just keep reflecting on it every day and remember what your goal I'm is. Go- I'm so going to get, I'm going to write on my wall. I'm going to get my deposit <laughs> oh, back God. from my landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't. I mean, Chris, you could have written, you could have written a first. I mean, there's nothing to stop you writing a first on the wall, mate. Oh, I so, didn't wanna... Mr. Mr. Fucking achievable targets and dreams. Write, write a first on the wall, mate. I think, I think, uh, I did write a first in my second year when it was clear I couldn't get a first in my degree. <laughs> I downgraded my goal to 2-1. Um, the goals, the goals can be moved. The goals can be moved. Okay, right, fine. Just, just keep focused on your dream. Don't forget what it is mm. and, um, reverse engineer it. Like, you'll have time. You'll have, you'll be able to come to Japan soon. I think we've had this from a lot of listeners over the last year that they want to come here, they want to see the country and and they can't and it must be deeply frustrating. And I feel the same at the moment. Like I want to go back to the UK. I want to see my family, my friends. I want to travel Europe and eat some pasta and pizza in Italy and just have fun, but I can't. And so it's just the way it is this year, unfortunately, Carl. But uh, keep studying, keep practicing. If you can't find anyone Japanese in your local area, get something like italki, the website where you can kind of find an online tutor but um keep it up keep it up because when you do come here in a year or two all the stuff you've just learned will be very useful but in summary right on the wall put your dream on the wall job done (laughs) lovely
Uh, we got a message uh, from Derek. Hello, Derek. Um, hi, Chris and Pete. Hope you're doing well. We are. I wanted to ask you a question, uh, Chris, as I've recently ended up with an interesting opportunity to potentially teach English overseas. Not in Japan, unfortunately. The issue with this is I'm currently 28. Another youngster <laughs> giving the big licks. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, oh, no. And I've spent several years working for a consulting company. Taking this position basically means walking away from everything I've worked to uh, work for over the past few years. But this sounds way more fun. It seems risky uh, to just drop everything and go to Asia. But on the other hand, you only live once, right? I think I'm going to do it. I'm just a bit scared. Any thoughts or advice for someone dropping everything to move overseas? Hope you boys are staying safe and that Pete gets his precious coolish soon. Derek's. Hello, Derek's. We are staying safe, to put it to put it bluntly. <laughs> staying safe with Pete Donaldson. I I love that. I I used to look at questions like this once upon a time when I was like twenty four, and I'd be like <laughs> twenty eight. You're old. Now I'm thirty one, <laughs> and I feel annoyed at anyone who's younger. Hang than out me. with me. Got hang out with me. Who's forty? You've, all it's, of my it's, friends. Like, it's are nice 40. to hang out with someone who's yeah. It's it's nice to hang out with people who are older uh, <laughs> than you because it makes you feel good about yourself. It's true. That is, I think that's why all my friends are like forty, like you, Riotto, Natsuki. <laughs> you're all. I just feel really youthful and brilliant. But I'm not. Ian is Ian. Older. Ian's cracking on as well, isn't he? Yeah, Ian, the 39, producer 30, from Jedi Cross Japan, maybe a little older. I think. Yeah. yeah, even Pete, the go. guy we talked about earlier, my good friend Pete, um, who's mm. went to Hokkaido with me, he's thirty six, I think, or thirty seven. Right, okay, doesn't look it, but he's old. No, so. really doesn't. It's that char- look. That's the thing. He's got pep in his step. He's got charisma. He's got character. He's he just gives a little bit of himself. It's enjoyable. He's got joy in his heart. He does for now. For now, <laughs> until he turns forty. For now, and as a kid, yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's my tip to everyone listening to this. Just get friends that are older than you and you feel very good about yourself um to derek i'd say like one day derek you'll be on your deathbed hopefully you'll be on your deathbed and you'll think oh fuck i wish i'd taken that job it was less money but it would have been one hell of an adventure it would have been a lot of fun why didn't i do it and then you'll die for the rest of eternity and that'll be the end of that but what i'm saying is (laughs) you only live once if that is true and so far as we know, that's what there is. This is all there is. You should try and live a life of minimized regret. That's that's my kind of way of looking at things. Mm. I often ask myself, if I do something, will I regret it if I don't do it? You know, if I look at the situation, if I'm not doing it, will I regret it? And if the answer is yes, I do it. Like, for example, Journey Across Japan. Did the Cessna, who went in the tiny Cessna plane over a mm-hmm. volcano, an active volcano, through the sulfur, in a bumpy plane ride that I look back on now and wonder how the fuck I did that because it's terrifying. <laughs> but if I hadn't done it, I would have regretted it. And when the trailer for Journey Across Japan 3 comes out next week and you see the footage, it is pretty epic. It's pretty cool. And I would have regretted that. a snake peek. It's very good. Have you? Have I, show- have I showed you? Yeah, you, you lined at me. You yeah. sent it me online. Yeah, oh, I did, yeah. 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 The, the, the benefits <laughs> of working with me. You get, to, you get to see the trailer. But like, yeah, just just have that mindset because there's nothing worse than regret. It can't be undone. And that's uh, a key mm. takeaway. And right on the wall. Right on the wall, Derek. I'm going to teach <laughs> abroad. Any any final advice from Uncle Pete to crush drink? Don't do it. Have some fun. You're only 28 for fuck's sake. Come there on. Pete Donaldson has spoken. Keep the questions, comments... Everything coming into Abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back to do it all over again later in the week, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you then to do it all over again. Bye for now. Ta-ta. Bye.
This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.